Hello, people of Earth. This is episode number 56 of 56. the Fresher and Parlance Show. I am Parlance. And I am Fresher. This is, uh, this is, I don't know if it's a monumental week, but it's a week nonetheless. Would you yeah, not so say? Yeah, get in there. We're like an incremental 5-6. That's maybe a thing. Just like the 5-5s. Five Numbers in a row. We've only had, uh, you know, 12 and uh, 23. And 44, or no, wait, 45? 45, yeah. 56? There you, you can go. make a pattern for, for every week. It'll be something when we're on episode 457. That would be Oh, something. yeah, I know, when we get three digits, or 123. That would be cool, too. That would be. If we hit 100, that would be really impressive. I know. We're getting there. Halfway. More than halfway. We're 56% of the way through. <laughs> exactly 56%. <laughs> well, actually... It's like 55.2. More like 55.2. Yeah. Hey, didn't I just say that? I said point two. Oh, you did? Oh, I didn't this hear is, it. This is why we are on our show. We have the we have same brains. It's, you know, it's just we start we start melding. Yeah. It's formaldehyde. Yeah. So you know what I've been you know what I hear a lot this week? I heard it like six times. What did you hear? You're a fully deployed airbag, dude. I know, dude. Fully deployed airbag. It's picking up that. Let's That's pick what it up. Don't want to be. Totally picking up steam. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a good term. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I saw this. Um, you know, I was sick last week. I'm. I still have a a hacking cough. I don't know if you, if you've heard yeah, me. That sucks. I mean, luckily I'm immune to uh, sicknesses, so it hasn't affected me too much. You're like Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. I know. Um, yeah, but I have been sick before, so it's not quite unbreakable. Got it. Well, I apparently, though I'm not 100% certain, I gave this to my wife. She I know, that sucks. is now... what If it hits me, it always hits her way worse. Yeah. And this one hit me pretty... like not. It hit me pretty hard, but I'll tell you what, she's not doing well. She's, she's not doing suffering. well. Extreme, yeah. extreme suffer town? Yeah, it's pretty bad right now. That sucks. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I hope she gets well. So everyone. Yeah, didn't you out... say it's like the, officially the flu? Yeah, she got. She has. Yeah, she does have the flu. They tested her. At, I didn't even know they had tests for the flu. Yeah, I didn't either. That's. I mean, I guess it makes sense because, like, with all the bird flu and swine flu and you know dog flu. So they um they they did a swab of her nose. Oh, that's how they knew it. Yeah. No swabbing. No swab. Straight up no swab. <laughs> I'll give you a no swab. <laughs> <laughs> Wash the deck, you no swab. I what know. What do they call that? With the in the when you're a pirate, what do you? Did they call you a swab? Oh, you you no swab the deck. Oh yeah, swab the deck. No swab yeah. the deck. You no good fully deployed airbag. <laughs> That's what pirates call each other. <laughs> well, in the future. Fully deployed airbags will be the staple of uh, floating devices uh, on a boat. Speaking of boats, you see this guy? Um, they found him after 66 days uh, stranded at sea. Yeah. Like, was he okay? Was he, like, sunburned? Or, like, did he have scurvy? I don't know if he had scurvy, but uh, they said he survived. I'm going to read this article from NBC News. He survived with the food he had, um, drinking rainwater using a net to catch fish and masturbating a lot. It's very interesting. <laughs> it says that part. He definitely yeah. called that out. Oh, the only thing that got me through this was <laughs> masturbating. In <laughs> uh, the water. In the, into the water. That's what it, that was his bait. Yeah, oh yeah his bait. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um... But yeah, I mean, like, so where where was that? That was in so apparently he was going fishing or something. It's no, and, but I mean, like, in the what country? Our country. It was like in the East Coast or something. He was in South Carolina. He took off on his boat on January twenty third. Yeah. And uh, from Bucksport Marina in South Carolina, and had not been in touch with his family for several days. Did they? What did they? I mean, did they just not? Several days, 66 days on a boat? Well, no, I think they called it in after 66 days, and then... Oh, yeah. 
So the Coast Guard like did some stuff. Uh, Lisa Jordan spoke to his father, Frank Jordan, for the first time in more than two months in an emotional telephone call Thursday, <laughs> audio of which was re- later released by the Coast Guard in which they discussed masturbatory habits. That's, I mean, that's, that's intense. He should have he made, uh, made a boat plan. I was just reading the stuff to take the boat license test, and you're supposed to, before you go out, make a you know, document of that you're going and like, when you're supposed to be back and so they can like, track this stuff. Uh, he did. Uh, no, jo- Jordan had never filed a float plan. Oh, float indi- plan. That's what I was talking about. To indicate where he was going and when he would return. Without that, it was hard to create a search pattern. Exactly. You've got to make a float plan, man. So they found him. They, a German cargo ship found him. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. 200 miles off the coast, 200 miles east of Cape Hatteras off North Carolina. So he went north. Hmm. Weird. Weirdos. But, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the boat the boat test thing, you can do it all online. And so it's like a study guide. And then you can take the test as many times as you want. And then you don't have to pay for the certification until after you pass it. So it's actually pretty easy to do. So I have a funny story. Um... When I was in high school, I worked for a big box retailer in my hometown, and um, they they used to have the, so they had these uh, tests on because I had my forklift license. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, there's a license for that? Yeah, you have to get certified or whatever to be to to do it in the workplace. And uh, the test was open book. Yeah. Okay. But I never ever. Studied for it. And, oh, yeah? Uh, I never studied for it because I was like, whatever, I've done... Because I would work with it. I used it all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I used it all the time. Yeah, I mean, of course, right? So I came... So I took the test, filled it out, did all this stuff, and um, my um, HR personnel manager took me into the office, and she's like, what is going on? I go, what do you mean, what is going on? She's like, you, you almost failed. This open book forklift test, <laughs> and the reason why I almost failed, yeah, was because I just did. I just wrote down what we did there, what everyone did there. Oh yeah, so you didn't actually like know the stuff. You just kind of like put the stuff that actually gets done. Yeah, and and everything we did was uh, like not to code. Every single <laughs> way that was being used was not to code. So <clears throat> that's why I didn't name the name, but I probably mentioned it on other. Shows so, but yeah, it was not to code at all. Every that's why I almost failed. That sounds uh, pretty fun though, driving forklifts all the time. Was it pretty fun? It's totally fun. I, I actually the one thing I, I one time I messed up. I don't trying to put the fuel on. So I think it was like I'm not sure. It was a it was you know like a canister like propane or I'm not really sure how it was fueled, but it had like a canister. Yeah. And you had to like put it on, and we were putting it on, and somehow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the um, yeah, I got it. Sorry. What? What's what were you? Gonna I say? just I just realized what you're talking about, the canister thing on the back. That's the fuel. Yeah, and I somehow when we were putting it on, myself and this other guy, messed it up, and yeah. it started spraying fuel everywhere, and we couldn't cl- <laughs> we couldn't close it. Yeah. Because it got too cold. Because it was shooting out cold air from the pressure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it like yeah, it shoots out the propane or whatever. Yeah. The fire department had to come and they had to quarantine and shut out, shut down the store. What? Or I don't know if they shut down the store, but they definitely shut down an area. No, it was an accident. It wasn't like we were fucking around. We yeah. Were just like, we were putting. You sucked the, at it. <laughs> yeah, I just sucked at it pretty much. I wasn't even totally responsible. It was the other guy that was doing it. I was just there. Well, the other guy good. was the other guy was older than me. He was like uh, maybe like three or four years older than me at the time. So he was like twenty, and I was like sixteen. Um, I never, yeah. I never worked at a big box retail. The most I ever did was uh, at a candy store, which was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. We also at the big box retailer. This is going way back. Um, so I worked in receiving for a number of years, which was the yeah. best job. I thought all you do is sit in the back and unload trucks and sort the freight. Yeah, yeah. And you never had to deal with customers. And then eventually they moved me out into electronics because I was the only one that knew anything about electronics. But 
let's go see you're basically like the best best buy guy I was pretty much I knew I was probably much the only person that knew so you remember when Windows 95 came out yeah yeah they had that music video that was cool yeah and that was like the big release Windows 95 was the big release and, yeah that was uh, like huge because they were going from like 3.1 to 95 yeah and um the, it went missing. The box of all of the... What? Yeah, went missing. And I worked in receiving, so, you know, I'm the one that should know where things are. And yeah. I, like, saved the day because I knew where it was located. It was, like, in a box buried. <laughs> but they didn't even know. Like, that was the thing. That should have been a huge release, and, like, they didn't know that it should have been displayed. Like, And people were, like, looking for it, and they were like, what are you talking about? But, like, the electronics manager's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Windows what? Windows what? <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Wait, you eventually found it, right? I knew exactly where it was. I worked in receiving. I knew exactly oh, yeah, where yeah. it was. But they don't know, you know, because I went to school. And then the, the receiving, the reason why receiving was awesome versus the regular store shift is receiving was only four-hour shifts. From It was from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., whereas all the other people had to work from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. when the store closed. Yeah, so I got yeah. to leave an hour early. And so all my responsibility was is the truck would come sometimes. It depends on traffic or whatever, but the truck would come. Yeah, you'd just be waiting for, like, the deliveries and stuff. Then as soon as the truck came, I it would there would be a, a fastener, like a clip that would go around the truck so for tampering or whatever, so I'd have to clip the, the thing, and I'd fill out some paperwork, right? And then I'd call people, like, all the, the, the floor people, like the people that weren't working the main cash registers to come back. Yeah, and and then we would just everything would have a code like you know electronics goes on this pallet you know uh, toys go on this pallet you know all uh, so on and so forth, and we would just unload it. I'd do that. I would sort it out. Sometimes I would you know put some pallets out into be shit stocked for the night crew or whatever. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I did. I swept and I swept. <laughs> that's cool. I was, yeah, I did a similar thing at UPS, unloading and loading airplanes, which was pretty cool. But, like, I just did the small tail sections and stuff. But it's crazy. It's just, like, a conveyor belt up to, like, the back of, you know, some sort of huge delivery plane. And, like, sometimes when it was really stormy out, like, stuff would just fly off the conveyor belt because of the wind. And I'd have to, like, go chase it across the field. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, like, and they just have this official, like, bag that you put stuff in and then you just wrap it with tape, even though it's totally messed up. Like, oh. one time, like, it was, like, a, one of those blueprint tubes that was going up the thing, and, you know, like, of course that's going to, like, blow off. And so, like, it blew off, and, like, when it hit the ground, the, the thing came out, and, like, all the papers went, like, everywhere. <laughs> and so I had to, like, go and, like, try to get the papers, but they're all in the rain and stuff. It's, like, super rainy. <clears throat> and so, like, then we just put all the stuff in a bag and wrapped it with tape, and then, you know, like, put, like, you know, sorry, your stuff got messed up, or whatever, and then still shipped it. Did you write, them's the brakes? <laughs> I know, but I thought that was... That was yeah, and then That's yeah, it would just be waiting for the next plane to come. So we'd people would just be playing like their Game Boy Advance or whatever. Um, just uh, for those of you who are out there, if you want to tell us your early job opportunities and things that happened, you could tweet us at at Fresh and Par on the Twitter machine. Yeah, I'm um, also get, I'm getting some some chats in here from my friend Leonardo. Shoutouts. I don't chats? know if he has like past job stories to tell. With the chat, you mean someone's directly chatting you? Directly chatting me. Oh. I mean, not like in my ear right here or anything, but in my fingers. I'm getting finger chatted. I got it. I got <laughs> I don't it. Know if that's a good thing. Yeah, because I was going to say the voices in my head are really telling me a lot of stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, I have several personalities, and they're, uh, they're also speaking to me. <laughs> so another awesome thing about working and receiving at a big box retailer is that if you were into toys and stuff, like collecting toys, yeah. and at, at the time... Um, Leonard F. Chikarson. Do you remember Leonard? We've talked about him, yeah. host of the Long Box Heroes podcast. By the way, when I was doing our our mentions last week, I left that one left that one off the list, and he was. Oh my gosh, he's I like know. the most important one. I know. So um, anyway, his his brother, who was like maybe three or four years younger than me, so like you know when I was sixteen, he was like twelve or eleven, and. Uh, and he was into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and he was into like Star Wars toys and all that stuff. So yeah. I was able, I was able to p open up all of the figures in the back and receiving. Yeah. 
And you know, like I don't know if you know this. There's there's uh, rare ones or ones that are a little more hard to come by. Yeah. So I would just go in and pull out the hard to come by ones. Oh, yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, but you could see them. What do you I mean? mean? It's not like one of those secret box things. No, this was like this is like action figures and stuff, like where. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like a something. yeah, it's not like a magic egg or whatever the hell they call them, where there's like because yeah. my friends into those Lego ones and they'll like touch, they'll like you know manipulate and be able to feel the pieces and then they'll just get the whole set. But like they'll spend forever in the store just like, you know, like, oh I can there's a hat on this one. This is the hat one. Yeah, this this wasn't as complex. This was back in the day, do you remember Spawn? Yeah, oh yeah, Spawn, yeah. Spawn figurines. So like yeah, I, I think the get... only like toy thing that I was like those kind of figures that I was into was the um Exo Squad. Those were cool. The do you remember Exo those? Squad. I'm gonna have to like look up Exo Squad. What made you do I, the they Exo were pretty Squad? cool. They were like they had like Exo it was kinda like uh, BattleTech or something. It was like they were all like that robot from Alien, you know? Oh, I see. There's like guys in them. They're yeah, like, they're like guys, guys in them. It was a cartoon, but like the figures were pretty cool. I was pretty into those. Whoa, this is crazy. There's a exosquads.blogspot.com. That's hard to say. Exosquad.blogspot.com. Yeah. I never really got into Exosquad. I guess I was missing out. They're, they're probably valuable now. Voltron. I, yeah, I mean, I think I used, I played with them too hard, because they got like little missiles and stuff, and it was pretty cool. I'm fairly certain my father sold all of my Transformers, and I'm my kinda... my, my mom felt really bad because my nephew was into Transformers, like he had like super a lot, and like when my sister moved, they totally like donated them all or something, and like. I was asking her the other day, like, oh, yeah, what happened to all of Ronan's Transformers? And she was like, oh, yeah, he said that he didn't need them anymore. So we donated them. And then she, like, started feeling super bad about it. She's like, oh, but he loved those. Oh, no, now I feel all super bad. Dude, the original ones, the ones that I had from, like, 1985. I know. Those are worth a lot, huh? They are worth a ton. And I had all of them. I had so many of them. I mean, they weren't even – the thing is, they're even valuable out of the box. Like, that's – I know. My yeah. friend, uh, my friend Todd, who might be listening, there's I have several people over here right now that uh, are just hanging out at my house. But um, he has a good story about his Transformers, because he was super into Transformers too. But his mom was like against having guns and stuff. Like so, she before she'd give him the Transformers, she'd take all the little guns and stuff because they have like a bunch of accessories. They she'd take the all of them out of the package, you know. Yeah. And then, like, he'd get it, but then, like, it wouldn't have any of the guns. And then his friends would always have him and be like, oh, no, mine didn't come with it. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but what then, but yeah. then like, like, a year or two later, like, they're still playing, or, I don't know, sometime later, he, he found the box in, like, his mom's closet that was just all the guns in a box. Like, so just all the accessories, like, at once. And by this time, like, all of his friends had lost all of them because they're tiny. And right. so he had, like, all of them. <laughs> He's super decked out, like, all of his Transformers and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I got my gun into my box. I know. That was my gun. That was my dick in a box uh, riff right there. That's Seriously. pretty funny. Uh, I remember they, had, they used to have, like, these really terrible missiles that you wanted to shoot, that you would want to shoot, like, you would want it to go across the room. But yeah. You would push the button, it would just go, like, it just, like I know. It would go, like, maybe, like, three feet. Yeah, not even. That's probably better though, because you would have totally lost if it was any more strong than that, like first shot. Um, but yeah, so that's a uh, toy talk. Well, welcome to toy man. talk. Hey, so um, I just yeah. want to say I played pickleball for the first time this week. Pickleball. You ever play the pickleball? I have not played the pickleball. It's pretty good. You just uh, it's you play with wooden paddles. Or actually, I don't think it has to be wooden. I think you could play with. Composite materials, if you will. No, but there's no. Um, it doesn't have like strings. It's just solid, right? Yes, it's solid, and there's no air. Like it's like a paddle ball. You ever play paddle ball on the beach or whatever? It's kind of something like that. Yeah. And you play with a wiffle ball. Like you ever play wiffle ball? Uh, no. I've done paddle ball, not wiffle ball. Wait, you've never played wiffle ball? I don't think so. So have you ever played baseball? Oh, wiffle ball is just baseball with the the ball. The plastic ball with the holes in it. I don't know if I've ever played baseball, though, either. This is, like... Oh, my God. I've played right. kickball. Okay, first oh, wait, off... Oh, maybe I've, I've played softball with, like, friends before. 
Okay, or just so running bases or something. I don't. I don't think I've ever played like a serious game. Okay, running bases. What is that? I don't know. Just like hitting the ball and running and stuff, but like, you know, and drinking, <laughs> and then like not finishing. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm not going to get into this. this <laughs> like, I like your disappointment in that, like... Craziness. This not crazy even baseball. It's not even baseball. It's just wiffle ball. Like, you have someone in the backyard, and someone throws a wiffle ball, and you have a wiffle ball bat, and you're hitting a wiffle ball. Like, classic staple young child thing to no, do. I never did any of the classic staple young child things. This is disappointing to me. But anyway, you... Essentially... I hadn't played catch until maybe two years ago, ever. Like, with the baseball. I used to, I played flyers up. I played flyers up with the football, because those nerf those old nerf footballs, which are hard, those are worth money too now. Like the turbo balls and stuff. They don't. I don't know why they don't make them still. They still make them. It's the original turbo, the one that's black. They're and different pink. though. <clears throat> was I was looking for it. I didn't see it. You ever see the? You ever see the? Um, I think you get them on Amazon. I'm looking right now. I'm going on Amazon. And uh, because I'm the one that told you that the Nerf Turbo actually is worth money, like the original, the original, original from like 1990 or 89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I, I think I heard it from someone else, not you. No, I'm the one that told you. They definitely have it. I see it here. <laughs> Playoff foam turbo football. I don't see it. Oh, that's poof, though. Wait yeah, they're different. Dude. There's a pocket arrow. Here, Nerf. Oh, those are micro footballs. Dude, see? I told you. I feel like they're withholding them from the market to keep value. <laughs> they're trying to create, create a um, you know, a foam football. The market. commercial for the turbo. Go long, real long. And then would... I like the whistling one too. The whistle one was crazy, except if you caught it the wrong way, you you like broke your finger. Because <laughs> yeah, a big plastic thing on yeah, the Yeah, why don't you put a big plastic thing in a soft football? It's like a word, like, just to go. I know, right? Um, but anyway, yeah, I think the original, like I saw on eBay, was like 100 bucks. Really? Damn. Doom. I would not buy it. It'd probably, like, be all old and the foam would just, like, fall apart when it hits something. No, this is NIB, dude. NIB. What is NIB? Doing box. Oh, new inbox. Still, though, the foam, it's probably, like, ultraviolet or something killing it. Okay, vintage, like here, vintage Turbo Junior poof ball. That can't be right. Hey, what are, are, like, Beanie Babies worth anything on eBay at all? No. That was, like, I feel like that was the end of collectibles. Beanie Babies was like the last push for like, this is something that people are going to want in the future and I'll invest in it. And then they totally were worthless. I saw a story about a kid who made like, um, it was actually, it was a, a, that, do you remember I sent you that podcast about Magic the Gathering? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's inflated value that's like still worthwhile. Well, so there's a rare 1997 Princess Diana T.Y. Beanie Baby for $3,867. Whoa. So I don't know if that's like people would buy that or what. That's crazy. Here, rare vintage, right here, very rare, 1992 vintage Nerf Turbo football. $119.99. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at Beanie Babies now. Rare, the same Princess Diana T.Y. Beanie Baby, $337,000. And there's 257 people watching it. That's crazy. I think that they're just watching it for fun because I don't think anyone's buying that. <laughs> so that's interesting. So be, there, is that the most expensive Beanie Baby there is? On here, I guess. So here's here's the same one. Princess Diana, 1997, mint, retired, 1490. <laughs> <laughs> 109 sold. <laughs> uh, most expen- the most valuable Beanie Babies. Here, I'm going to look at from right. Actually, this is from. Just a couple days ago, the most expensive, the 15 of the most valuable Beanie Babies, the Employee Bear, it's worth oh five, two to three thousand uh, dollars. The Unicorn, Mystic Unicorn, one but eight, the Employee Bear is here for ten dollars. Chef Robichon, 
It was introduced in August 2006 for the opening of La Atier de Joe Robachon restaurant in the Four Seasons in New York. Only 200 bears were made. So it says that's $3. On eBay? Yeah. Number one, the bear. Only I would be, like, extremely disappointed if... But anyways, enough about Beanie Babies. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, this is, like, amazing to me. I didn't know people... People actually had Beanie Babies that had value. I know, it's dumb. Ugh. Anyway, um, I never collected Beanie Babies, but anyway, in that Magic of the Gathering podcast I sent you, yeah. there was a kid in there who um, he, he got into Magic the Gathering, and a lot of those cards still have value or whatever, because and that was what the whole podcast was about, and how Magic create like Wizards of the Coast created value for their cards by retiring cards and doing yeah, all this no, stuff. Yeah, no, there's like they're way valuable. Yeah, and it's uh, totally like I've been to one of those conventions. Me too. I used to go all the time. Yeah, huh? I used to go all the time when I was in college and high school. Were you into it? I was totally into it. I was never into it. I think the game's kind of boring. I sold. I I had a lot of valuable cards. I sold them all, and I'm I regret it because I still worth- have a whole bunch. Or I have like. Maybe, like, 50. I don't know if there's any, like, valuable ones, but I should check. I just was holding on to them. So, anyway, Pickleball. You just hit a... This is, we went from Pickleball to Beanie Babies, but now we're back to Pickleball. So, it's, a, it's like a miniature tennis court, and you use rackets that are made of, that are solid, and you, you hit the, the wiffle ball back and forth, and that's it. And you serve underhand. Did you win? I played. We played quick games. I won one out of maybe five games. Not bad. Not bad for a first time. Was that your first time? That was my first time. Nice. And I do. Have, I have tennis elbow, so like my elbow's been sore ever since I played racquetball. It's more like pickle elbow. So now I have. Yeah. Now it's a. Now it's a real pickle elbow. Yeah. Pickleball <laughs> elbow. Pickle um, elbow sounds way worse and like more delicious. It sounds worse and delicious all at the same time. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of uh, delicious, I heard you went to the rodeo. <laughs> speaking of delicious, definitely. All that meat, man. All those bulls. I bet they'd be delicious. But, uh, yeah, no, the rodeo. It was a key arena. I think I talked about it last week. I went with my friends who were visiting. But, um, yeah, no, it was way cooler than I expected. I didn't really know what to expect. But, like, yeah, it's pretty intense. They had, like, fire and stuff shooting up. Like, like they made a whole show of it. And it's super funny they're, I guess, so they're going to televise the one that we watched, like, the next day on TBS. So Did they're doing a it? bunch of shots. Huh? Did you watch it on TBS? No, I, I mean, I saw it live. <laughs> yeah, but then what if you were on TV? I probably was. But they did a bunch of giveaways, too. But anyways, so they were doing shots for the thing. Like, they'd be lining up a shot with, like, the the main guy. Because there's, a, like, a clown guy who talks a bunch. He's pretty cool. The rodeo clown? Yeah, he was a rodeo clown. He's a cool guy. But they lined up some shots, and he's like, all right, we're lining it up, and they have the camera guys, and then, like, you know, you see it, and then they'll, they, like, shoot it, but, like, it's going to be on the show, but no one's going to see, like, the whole setup, you know? Like, all right, we're going to do this shot for the show kind of situation. But, um, yeah, no, and then the real bulls. Like, most people couldn't last eight seconds. I didn't know the rules. You just have to stay on for eight seconds. That's it. And, like, uh, and then they give you points on how well you stayed on. The most style, I think, right? The, Something the, like that. But, yeah, no. And people you, got stepped on, like, kind of a lot. Yeah, like because they, they've been genetically altering bulls to make them more vicious. Yeah. It's crazy, though, because they're super good at, like, after the whole thing's done, they just go right back into the pen. Like, they just, like, trot into the pen. They're like, all right, that's cool. And then they just walk back, like, super, like, nice. Like, bull- you didn't have to try that hard. Like, a couple times they have, like, a, a lesu guy. Who'd like you know lasso them if they wait wait got in the line. say that again say that again lasso 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 it's lasso right no it's lasso whatever I say it the French way <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you know, oh the old lasso the lasso rodeo clown yeah lasso he's lassoing <laughs> but anyways that guy was cool he totally like did it maybe three or four times and like he got like right on right on that bull. Right on that guy. But, um, yeah, no, it was pretty cool. I would go back. I would go again. It sucks that, like, beers are, like, $10 for, like, dumb beer. Like, I don't know, Coors or something. 
regular that's, stadium prices. Well, that's the stadium, not your. That's not. That's why you got to like you got to pack a flask. You can't. I saw a guy get his flask taken away at the door. Really? But you yeah. can't can't get caught. You got to just have it hidden. I don't know. You gotta get the, but, the the binocular the binocular flask. I know the binocular glass. That's a good <laughs> idea. Or just put it in your cowboy hat. I'm pretty sure they didn't make anyone take off their hat. I mean, for crying out loud, they are ten gallon hats. <laughs> that might be suspicious. If you had like a little like like a little thing coming down from your hat, which is also a really good idea. A, bl- a Bluetooth? Just say that's your Bluetooth. Oh, a Bluetooth. Uh, you can't get very much stuff in there, though. <laughs> no, but no, don't don't buy, don't mind the straw. It's my Bluetooth headset. <laughs> it would be like one of the little speaker thing, <laughs> or the microphone. That's, yeah, it's a little that's microphone. Yeah. Except for you could totally see like the whiskey like in the thing. It'd be like the little air bubble of liquid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like a rat cage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just like a little ball at the end, and you use your tongue. <laughs> I'm just talking on the phone. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, yeah, mom. I know. I was gonna try to like act it out, but I don't think I could do it. <laughs> but yeah, no. So that was cool. That like is I think cool. it was a good American experience from my friends visiting from Japan. Speaking Which is crazy. Of... No, wait, wait. First off, you've never played wiffle ball or baseball, but you've been to the PBR. That's, That's true. Crazy. Yeah. That is true. And then, um, yeah, let's see. We're going to my boat license. Oh, I got tickets to the block party. That's pretty sweet. Well, why don't you tell people what the block party is? Coming up in uh, the Capitol Hill block party, uh, this, um, I don't know, I forgot what it is. It's like June or something. But um, Tori, I was going to write down who's going to be there because I don't remember. But the things that sold me is uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra and Tori Moi and... uh, Built to Spill. Built to Spill. The Kills. Uh, yeah, The Kills. Are you, are you looking now? Yeah. What are the bigger, big ones? TV on the radio, Ratatat. Uh, oh, Ratatat. That's the The Kills, one. Jamie XX, Built to Spill, and Tori Imoa. Yeah, no. It sounds pretty cool. Usually, I like I didn't go over the last couple of years, but I just heard of it. Like I guess they came out like the day before yesterday with the list. But I think ending tomorrow, it's $100 for all three days, whereas I think each day is $60. So uh, I just jumped on that deal because, I mean, it's kind of far out to, like, think of if I'll go or not, but no, it's I, ending. You know, if I have a ticket, I'll probably go. I think I'm going to know a bunch of people who go, so. It's ending today, dude. Ending it ends today. today? I mean, ends today? April 2nd. It says bye-bye April 2nd to get... Oh, that's today. So it's too late. Sorry, guys, if you're listening to this post live, because you can yeah. do it right now if you're live, if you're watching live, but... Yeah, block party. I'll be there. If you want to hang out with Fresher, just you can tweet me up on the um, on the tweets. He'll either meet you there or at the PBR. You tell him. Yeah. If you want, if you want, you could fulfill his childhood fantasy of playing a game of wiffle ball. <laughs> that was. I was deprived. I never got. I never got a wiffle or a ball. Uh, but you had waffles. I'm assuming, right? You've eaten no, waffles. waffles. Yeah, dude. Okay. No, waffles. Sorry. Duh. Um. I'm, other news in my interesting topics, which I'm excited about. I was just reading about there's a new microcontroller, which it was not designed to be uh, like programmed to do other stuff, but it's just like a Wi-Fi module that's basically like one of those, what would be in the, the guts of one of those USB Wi-Fi modules, except for it's designed to hook up to Arduino or like a Raspberry Pi or just some sort of integrated thing. It just it's, it has pinouts. But they're like five dollars, super cheap. They like have total TCP stuff built in, so you like you can just like hook it up to a network. But the controller on it is programmable, so you can put your own firmware. So for five dollars, you basically have a programmable Arduino with Wi-Fi built in that's like smaller than a quarter. It's like a super tiny module. Like there's so many things you can do with that. I'm pretty excited. I ordered a couple of them because what can you do with it? I want to know. Tell me what can so you do. So first with thing I'm gonna do. Is, so it has, I think it has three I/O pins that are available on the regular breakouts, but like you could, it has more if you make a new breakout or solder directly to the chip. But um, so I'm gonna make a thermometer that goes outside and hooks to my wireless network, and then um, I'll have it charged with solar. So put a little battery on it, make it solar, and then um, 
I'll just have the temperature from outside, and I can hit that endpoint like a just with the API, and then get the temperature on like my um, my home readout thing that I'm making. So I could put those all over the place. It would be like five dollars if you got a Wi-Fi enabled thermometer. That would be like sixty dollars if you just got one, and like. You could do way more stuff with it. You could, like, make it open doors or whatever, like, control servos. But, like, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I mean, there's, like, anything that you want to do wirelessly and, like, monitor or control, just, like, one single simple thing, you could do it. It's pretty cool. I'm excited about it. I think I need, to, I need to know a little bit more about this, so I'm going to have to take it offline. Yeah. No, I'm, like, I just like the, like, how accessible that is. Like, the thing that changed it over from making it like just straight up hacking something to making it more accessible is that everyone's into this chip right now. It's like a specific one that they just started producing that has everything in the one chip and they're so cheap and like they're not they're not like regularly programmable but the Arduino IDE which is what everyone uses for like you know programming Arduinos there's a whole bunch of libraries out because that's the number one platform for making like you know custom, like, embedded systems. But, uh, so they ported that to hook up to this this uh, controller. So all of the Arduino libraries are available for this controller now. So, like, there's, like, so much stuff you can do. You can, it's basically an Arduino with Wi-Fi built in that costs $5, and it's mega small. So is this, who's making this chip? It's just some Chinese manufacturer. I mean, it's just a chip, like, somebody, like, designed a chip, an embedded system, and then, like, is selling it, but they sold it. They're selling it for like not projects. They're selling it for like people making USB, like Wi-Fi modules and whatever. Right. It's not a consumer product, but you can still get it. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, no, it's gonna be cool. I want to like see. Basically, you can control anything with Wi-Fi. You could just make two things that talk to each other, and they just happen to use Wi-Fi too. Right. Or you can make like a web server. Like a lot of, I saw one example. Someone made a door lock, and like the single chip hosts the website that you can use on your phone with like a switch that like you know is on and off. That's it. But then it controls the on and off on like the lock thing. Getting a lock that does that costs like $150, $200, and like yeah. you can get all the stuff to do it like for $15. But what gives you? You have to have a mechanism that actually closes the lock. Well, for that, yeah, I mean, that that's the, the servo thing. I mean, like, yeah, that's what I'm. That's why it's 15 because you need, like, at least $10 to get the other stuff. Uh, that's what I was going to get at. There's, so it's not just that. It's, like, it's, 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 it's ingenuity plus some, some blood, sweat, and tears plus this equipment equals a lot of, of interesting things that you could do around the house that can automate. Yeah, but it's, like, taking out a lot of the... Like, usually to integrate Wi-Fi into your projects takes, like, a whole other layer. Mm. But that's, like, built in. And it's tiny. And it's cheap. How, speak, how tiny is it? What's the size we're talking about? than a quarter. Whoa, that is really small. But it's, like... Yeah, it's about the little thicker than... You know, like, a chip thickness. Probably, like... It would... The volume would fit within three quarters stacked up. Okay. Okay. So, but it's like a square, you know. But anyways, I was excited about that. I'll I'll let you guys know how far I get. I ordered yeah. it yesterday because I was just reading that it's like turning in. Some some people were saying like I bet it'll be less than two months be so before someone uh starts a Kickstarter with some project using these. Because yeah, you could totally just make some sort of like the lock thing or whatever, or like anything that you can think of, and then for five dollars a unit, you could sell it for like thirty dollars, which is still a good deal and then totally make a lot of money. If you just came up with, like, some, I don't know, like, really mundane thing, you could make, like, a thing that you put in between your light and your and a light bulb, and every time you turn on the light, it tweets or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that would be pretty easy to do. Interesting. My light bulb's tweet, Twitter account? Yeah. I mean, I'm on. I'm you on. could always do that with the Arduino, but, like, Arduino costs $20, and it doesn't fit in the little thing, and it doesn't have Wi-Fi built in, so that costs another $10. But, like, for $5, you get all of it. Sounds like we have a business idea. I know. Tweeting light bulbs. Tweet <laughs> but, bulbs. So I was excited about that. I hear people running around your house right now. There must I be know. There's, we, got, we got people running around the house. It's exci- there's excitement. There's excitement. There's excitement. 
Um, so did you happen to see that there's going to be a new, potentially a new Star Trek show? Oh my gosh. Were you ever, I have were not you a seen fan, that. Were you a fan oh, of Star nerdist. Trek? Huh? Were you a fan of Star Trek? I pretty much just watched The Next Generation. That was my, that was my version that I was into. Okay, I'm going to read you the possible show idea here. Is that they were going to they were going to call it Star Trek Federation. This is the possibility, but they don't know for sure. What is it on some sort of streaming service or is it on regular TV? They haven't said. It's all very very early early early. Um, I totally bet it's on a streaming service. All the new shows are. But they're saying it's being produced by CBS. Whether that means it's going to be on CBS is another thing. So oh, yeah, it's, here, it's called Star Trek Federation. This one is set in the timeline of the original five shows, but set much further into the future where the United Federation of Planets has become a, quote, fat and happy bloated empire with yeah. the age of exploration and heroes like Kirk and Picard far behind them with a Starfleet made of old ships just patrolling the borders, all the classic four, uh, races from uh, Trek canon like Vulcans, Klingons, Frankies have evolved into new, interesting new cultures as well. That's kind of cool. But hold on. There's, but wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> an attack from a new enemy shocks the Federation out of their complacency, and an all-new, very advanced Enterprise is built. There are full details on that pitch here, and it also sounds like this world would have been a sound, solid foundation for a new Trek series that doesn't invalidate all the others, i.e. another idea that was for a show where they would just take this original Star Trek cast and recast it. Oh, that sounds lame. But they have already done that, so they can't do it again. Yeah. But I do like... Like, the new movies are pretty sweet, and I really like how they made the alternate universe, like, thing. I think we talked about that before. But that was a really... Because usually it's a cop-out, but they did, like, a really good job with the alternate timeline-type situation. Right. And on top of it, the same guy who's doing Star Trek is doing Star Wars. Yeah, I know, right? All he's the stars. A, all the stars. He's a, he's a real star, star hustler. <laughs> star hustler. Star Lord. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to uh, watch Star Trek on P our local PBS affiliate, WVIE, I think yeah. it was WVIA, I think, which is the Northeastern Pennsylvania um, PBS broadcast yeah, uh, yeah. network. And they used to air, I believe it was on Saturday nights, first it was Doctor Who and then like three or four episodes of Star Trek. In the middle of, between the second and third, or the first and second, there was a, um, a show called Star Hustler. Which was um, starring Jack Horton. It wasn't on like Cinemax. <laughs> no. Star, Star Hustler. Hustler. Yeah, and it was uh, Jack Horkheimer, Star Hustler, and it had this. It had uh, a great theme song, and I'm trying to. I wish I could remember the. Uh, he, I used to do a great impression of him. I'll, I'll do it now for like the the one person in the world who remembers Jack Jack Horkheimer, but it was like <clears throat> the, the opening theme was. Some people hustle pool. Some people hustle star. Uh, hustle cards. But have you ever heard of a man who hustles stars? Jack Horkheimer, star hustler, right? And, or whatever. No. Huh? That was the intro. Yeah, yeah. And it was like <laughs> it was uh, Debussy. It was uh, Arabesque. Debussy was the name of was the theme song, yeah. um, which is a classic song. Which I had my at my wedding. I made my harpist play that song because of Jack Horkheimer's Star Hustler. Yeah. Um, but he would come out and he'd go, Greetings, greetings, fellow star hustlers. Wait, what was the topic? What does that even mean? So every week he would come out. I, I have no idea what it meant, but every week he would come out and there would be some phenomenon that was happening in the sky. Like, this week the stars are going to, like, Jupiter is going to reach into the hands of uh, whatever, and like some you know, Capricorn! You know, he would like, and there would be something happening in the skies that you could go observe, and he yeah. would talk about it week to week. That's all it Wait, was. Wait, but was it like real life, or was it just a story? No, it's real life. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. So it was like that Stardate show that's on the other radio station. Uh, I think they called it, they changed it to, um, they changed it to Stargazer, maybe? At oh, some Stargazer? Point. I'm not sure, but I, I just sent you a link. You can watch it later. Star Star oh, yeah, Star Hustler. Oh, what? <laughs> that guy, that guy. That guy looks awesome. Do you know that guy? Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> Star Hustler, man. 
<laughs> uh, they must have done this on Saturday Night Live. I don't think they did do it. <laughs> How do you know that guy? I don't know. He's famous or something. It's Jack Horkheimer, star hustler, dude. Man, he's he is hustling the stars, seriously. <laughs> so man, my Saturday nights were filled with with Star Trek. That was my I would say even in high school I didn't even go out. I was I would watch <laughs> you, Star Trek. you were too busy hustling stars. I was too busily watch I was trekking and hustling stars. <laughs> That's um, pretty great. But yeah, the Jack Horkheimer Star Hustler. I think I should we should put that on our Facebook page. We should put a For sure, for sure. That's going up. Yeah. In the archives. Um but anyway, where where were we? I don't know where we were, but I don't uh, know. We oh, yeah, talk, we, Star Trek show. I I for one think it's about time. They needed it's been ten years or something since the I know, launch. yeah. I mean there's not that much that's happening in the Star Trek universe right now besides the movies, which are really good. They've made me more of a fan of Star Trek. I know, because you're more of a Star Wars guy. I am definitely more of a Star Wars guy. Yeah. But Star uh, Trek, it's getting up there. So, also, do you see this week, uh, California had all these... water stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Not to cut you off there, but... <laughs> no, you're not, you're not cutting me off, but I, I heard... I was watching uh, the PBS NewsHour yesterday, because they announced it yesterday, so there's going to be a 25% reduction. Um, but it's... Dude, it's... It's... <laughs> Uh, so I, I watched this video. It was like five facts, five facts debunked or whatever. It's not even debunked. It's just like the truth about the the uh, the the drought. And and one of them was this is the worst drought in California's history, right? Yeah. And they were like debunked. And and then they were like according to tree records in in one thousand or one between one thousand and six thousand years ago. They had a droughts that last that were this bad that lasted decades, and I'm like, that is meaningless. We're like, yeah, I mean, like they had droughts, but it's not like people survived through it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they didn't have like grass trying to grow everywhere and stuff. Like all the people in California are totally not going to take this seriously. I don't know how they're going to enforce those things, because like everyone's going to want to have their lawn and stuff because they're just going to pay. They feel like I'm paying a lot of money. I want to do this thing. But, like, even they can't do, like, you can't pay their way out of, like, using the water, I think, for this, can they? Uh, no, no. Did you see the water? It's, there's this funny chart. It's like, water use varies throughout California. In Beverly Hills, the daily ga- gallon per person is 286 gallons per day. In Compton, it's only six. How much? Oh, no. I think we lost parlance. Otherwise, I'm gone, but I think I'm still here. But, um, yeah, man, the water shortage. That's Dude, crazy. I, I, I mean, they, it just, I just busted off. It was like freaking, it said the computer went to sleep. What's that all about? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> You're that boring. That's what it's all about. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it said the computer went to sleep. Gosh, that's harsh, dude. Just it probably didn't boring. have enough water. But yeah, Compton. I was just six. thinking, yeah, the people people in Compton are clearly dehydrated. I know. How many? Wait, how many gallons was it in Compton? Eight, sixty-five versus two hundred and eighty-six in Beverly yeah, Hills. I know, right? Even they a used... twenty, a twenty-five percent reduction in Beverly Hills still doesn't even come close to how much people water people use in Compton. I know. Yeah. No, I mean it's going to be crazy. I don't know how that's going to go. People in California are going to complain like so much. And then every time it rains, they hate it also. They're like, oh, this rain, I hate it, it sucks. <laughs> so what's, I forget what he said. Um, I was listening to the governor, Jerry Brown, because the, apparently they're not really easing the restrictions on the farming for, for it. And he's, yeah, and, because the, like, agriculture is a huge thing for California. I know. And the, the, he's, like, he's like, I can't do that. He's like, it, it's like an important part of our business, uh, you know, our blah, 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 blah. But he's like, the only way could we could possibly demand what people grow and do is in war. That's what he said on this in interview. War? Yeah. So are they going to like try to go to war just like to cut down on water? I don't know. A wa- what if it was a war for water? That would even be more ironic. Um, that would but, be, dude. No, but like the, yeah, that's what he said. Because he's like, because it's kind of hypocritical because all the people, the crops that are being 
use now, the most expensive crops that people use, the ones that people grow the most, the farmers grow the most in California, are the ones that require the most water. So... I know, seriously. And they're probably... I bet organic food takes way more water, too. <laughs> and, and there's also no... There's absolutely no regulation on how, and going into the, into the, the water table. So, like, there's... It's just, like... They said that they very well could run out of water this year. I know. I heard that, um, like, a lot of people's wells and stuff are just straight up drying up because most people just, like, go down to, like, have wells at their property. Yeah. And also... I heard maybe they're shipping snow over in trains, like from uh, the East Coast, which I don't know how that would work, but I saw something about it. Headline, that's like a headline, uh, headline type situation. Like I said, all we need is a giant pipeline of, as the ice melts in the Arctic, just get a pipeline going with water. That's it. I know. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can totally do these oil pipelines. And this way, if it, if this, like, if that pipeline busted, it'd be just like, oh man, now we got just water everywhere. It's like, oh no, we're growing too much stuff where this pipeline broke. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah so, and did you see the wine that I was? This is, you know, because you know, wine country is also experiencing massive droughts. Yeah. And, and you know, they've had these drought tol- grapes are drought tolerant, but apparently, like, not this crazy. But um. It's actually not the high level of high level uh, wines that are going to go, but it's going to be the cheap wine. That's going to go. going to be over. Yeah, nope. there's not going to be much cheap wines. But then I was reading um, one of the things here. It was a really funny story. It was like one of the guys was like, um, he, I'm trying to read it, but essentially said, uh, you need to if you you sh- you got to get the the wines now, because in five years they won't be around. Essentially, yeah. just like buy all of the things now and hold those vintages, because there won't be any more of those vintages moving forward. Yeah, that's crazy. It's good. wine's gonna wine prices are gonna skyrocket, and then China's just gonna buy them all. <laughs> it says during dry period, high-end wines are more flavorful. Wallace said because the wines the vines produce concentrated small berries with thick skins. Huh. Oh, speaking of uh, climate change also, like just the other day we had a bunch, or, you know, some lightning, like, going on around the Seattle area. But I read a thing that, like, from here on out in the next 50 years, we can expect to have, like, way more lightning strikes in the U.S. than we have in the past because of, like, uh, I mean, atmospheric changes and stuff, which is interesting. But lightning's pretty cool. We should try to harness it. Harness, like, uh, like Back to the Future. Yeah, like Back to the Future. We can do some time machines. Maybe that's how we'll fix global warming. By by uh, by lightning and time machines. Speaking of global warming, if there's more lightning strikes in a dry area. Oh yeah, huh? Forest fires and stuff, especially California. They're well, expecting. It's all tied together. They're expecting a massive, massive, massive uh, forest fire season this year. I know. That's that sucks. Because yeah. yeah, it is really. I mean, most of the ski places weren't even open here. Did you see the? Did you see the the? So we were in Tahoe, okay, and it was still cold. Oh yeah, over, that's right. Yeah, and there was absolutely no snow, and we did hikes as if it was a spring day. Yeah, and it was like winter. January. It was January. So they went there like as a joke because they normally go to measure the snowpack of Who the did? the. It, it's actually the, the snow lights. Do you remember when we went to where the the Donner party was eating oh, themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was like no snow at all? Yeah, and they were like, in one year it was like sixty feet or whatever. So everyone knows that California was in a drought, right? Everyone's like, yeah, they're in a freaking drought. But they held off doing these warnings until they quote unquote measured the snowpack and the. the... <laughs> so they just went and did it just for show. Well, they went there, and there was, like, a guy with a stick or whatever. I don't even know, but there was no snow. And it was yeah, so, it was, like, a nice day. Yeah, it was, like, sunny and a nice day, so there was no snow. And they, have, they said they had 5% of the snowpack that they would normally have. But the thing is, they show a picture of, like, the, the range, like that Sierra Nevada range, yeah. and there was no snow. The only snow on it was the man-made snow that was put there by the, the ski resorts. Yeah, that's crazy. that's crazy. That is it. And there's pictures of the ski resorts, and it's just dirt. It's all I know, dirt. like the ski place we went to, it was all blown in, wasn't it? 
It was all fake. Yeah, it was only the only snow on the whole mountain was man-made snow. Yeah, that's crazy. I so, wonder, like, how many years this is going to go on, too. It might just totally change. Well, they showed it's been three years. It's been three years of successive drought these years. Yeah. Like, you know, so we'll see. It, it's it, it, that pipeline, man. Or they need to get better at desalinization. I think we talked about that last week, didn't we? We Not last week, but we have talked about it in the past, yeah. They, they um, use these uh, microcontrollers for desalinization with Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's that's where we're going to make our money. $5 desalinization. Um, that would be awesome, but I, I think of the energy. It's too much energy. It's not an energy efficient. Use Wi-Fi, dude. <laughs> oh, Wi-Fi, we'll tweet it. We'll tweet it. <coughs> tweet it when it rains. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think we should finish off on this. Uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, April Fool's, man. That was uh, yesterday, or the day before yesterday. No, it was just yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. I was not fooled at all. I didn't get any fools either. There were no fool, fool, were I'm none. a little sad. I normally get lots of foolish, like fooled. I get fooled. I usually forget that it's the day, but this time I like remembered very early on. I yeah, I didn't get fooled at all. I was a little disappointed. I wanted at least like a product. When did it, and here's the thing. It's probably what, what, the five years, six years, where maybe it's a little longer where. April Fools became like a thing where people would do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, like bigger than just like a fake news story. They would actually implement some things. Yeah, like to make it a little bit more believable, but then did, still you know it's fake. Yeah. Did you go there to There were com- so many selfie sticks. Like that was like all of them I saw. Like a did million you go to kinds of Google? Yeah, the Google the Google Maps Pac-Man I think was the most impressive. If you haven't seen that, go to Google Maps. There's a Pac-Man button, and you can play Pac-Man on any streets. And it's is that still cool. available? I think so. I mean, it was it was available the day before April Fools. It's like it seems like so much work. I don't even know why it wouldn't be. It's not there. I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. Oh, it is still there. Go do it. Everyone, do it. Yeah, Pac-Man, dude. Pac-Man mode. It's pretty cool. And then that, and then the com.google, I think was pretty good. Where it's just well, you should check it out. Com.google. It's not there anymore. I just tried it. Really? Comrade yeah, yeah. Google's not there? Yeah. Oh, missed out then. Oh, yeah, it just goes back to Google.com. Well, anyways, it was Google.com, but everything was reversed. So it was all mirror image, like you're looking from behind. That's what it's like to work at Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like everything, you're like, displayed out. You can see it. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, April Fool's, man. I think when I told you, like, circa 19, what was it, 1998, 1999, I used to type Google into Google and hit, I'm feeling lucky to try to break it. <laughs> really? <laughs> you legit thought you were going to try to break it? Yeah. I was like, how can I break this time? It's like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. What is? What happens? It would just take it back to Google. Oh, there's no I'm feeling lucky anymore. Did they get rid of I'm feeling lucky? I think because it does the um, auto results stuff, you don't need it anymore, you know? Yeah, so if you just search Google, it just shows Google. Yeah, it's like the top one. Yeah. I think that's probably one of their top... Like, when you type Google, it's like Google Mail, Google Plus. I always like the story of my friend who, uh, like, was telling me about... um, They worked at Microsoft, and they were telling me about Bing Travel and how, like, it was super cool and, like like, was really good at finding prices and, like, you know, it aggregated all the stuff really well. And, like, I was pretty interested. It sounded like a pretty cool feature. And then I was like, so what's the address? Is it, like, you know, travel.bing or, like, how do you get there? And she just said, like, oh, I just Google Bing Travel. (laughs) 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 So she'd totally just go to Google and type Bing Travel, and that's how she would get there. (laughs) That was pretty good. And for those of you who care to know, it's bing.com slash travel. I guess, yeah. I don't know if it's that cool. I never actually checked it out, but I heard it was cool. But anyways, that's that's April Fool's in a nutshell. Uh, that is April Fool's. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think that about wraps it up. We, we were light on top. Of, we didn't do our movie review. We were going to do it next week, and uh, it was called Unidentified was the name of the movie. Oh, yes, I forgot. Oh, here's the thing. I did finish another book this week. Yeah. 
and uh, so I I've been keeping everyone abreast of my book reading and uh, very abreast, too yeah. abreast, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Two. Well, that's how they usually come. In twos. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is yeah. usually how they come. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I read this book called A Thousand Pieces of You. I didn't do any research about it. I just saw it was like on some list of somebody about whatever. That sounds like research. No, it was like on a list of, like I was just, I typed in like books about time travel or I forget what I did exactly. Oh, yeah. Or it was like, oh, I see I like this book or I was reading a forum and it was like, if you like that book, check out these books kind of thing. Yeah. I don't re even remember how it got in there. But anyway... I put it on my uh, my library queue. It finally came in. I know nothing about the author, nothing about the book. I read the book, and the book was very young adult, right? <laughs> yeah. Like more young adult than I'm comfortably I comfortably care to admit. You wouldn't even. It, I, I wouldn't finish it if that was the case. Well, I I I have this thing where it's like I want to finish the book. That's my thing. Like if I'm going to start the book, I'm going to finish the book. Yeah. So I finished the book, and then at the end there was all these ads for the author's other books, and they're like, Spellcaster, Balthazar, <laughs> The First Midnight Spell, and they're all like sexy vampire novels. Had I known... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a huge genre these days. Had I known that all of her other books were sexy vampire novels, I would never have oh, read this. Jumped on it so fast. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's called A Thousand Pieces of You. Your young daughter might like it. I didn't. <laughs> I don't, my young daughter? Yeah, that's if you have a young daughter, like that's in their teens. This oh, would be you're not book. talking specifically to me? No, not to you. I'm the royal you. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it was not very good. There was like a love triangle, and the overall concept is not bad. Essentially, it's kind of like Crossworlds, that Rutger Hauer movie that we oh, watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you, there's a... Um, but yeah, that, that one, the overall concept wasn't bad, but the movie was just stupid. Yeah, this one is like, you have a thing called a Firebird, which is essentially like an a amulet that you wear around your neck. Exactly the same, yeah. And you could jump into bodies of parallel universes, like your other body where you exist. Yeah. And most of the drama came up not with understanding... The story Does a guy that... ever jump into a girl's body? No, because you wouldn't exist in that world, so therefore you wouldn't jump into it. Wait, why not? Because you could only jump into the 50% of the universes where you exist as you. Yeah, but as you is the same you? You don't exist as like the opposite sex? And no, because then you wouldn't, that wouldn't be you. Oh. So that would be the other 50% of the universes. Hmm. There's infinite universes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And so, but the most of the drama came from, like, the periods which they jump into, like, where they're, you know, the girl's like a, is like a daughter of a Russian princess, and the technology hasn't advanced very far, and, it, and an amulet breaks or whatever. It's like the worst. Don't read it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it sounds like a quantum leap, except for worse. Oh my gosh, it's like Quantum Leap if, if only uh, the Scott Bakula character could only jump into his, himself. Yeah, I know, I like he would be a girl sometimes, that was cool. Yeah, he'd be a girl, he'd be a, yeah. I like he would always be there. I'd go back and watch that actually, I don't, I never really seriously watched Quantum Leap, Leap very much. Ziggy? I know, right? It was, he's always hitting it. <laughs> oh boy. Do you remember he would do that at the, ever, at the start of every episode when he would figure out who he was? He'd, he'd look into the mirror and he'd go... Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways. Uh, yeah, I feel like me. on the episodes where he came into a woman, he'd look into a mirror, he'd see his boobs, he'd touch them, and he'd go, oh boy. <laughs> I don't remember that now. <laughs> so, regardless, we had no topics. We, still, we didn't do a movie review, and we still did over an hour. So, um,. So it's time to do... Let's do the pitches. Let's do the... Oh, yeah, the pitches. Yeah, we got to do the pitches. Uh, hey, everybody... Pre-pitch. Shout out to Andy. Sunburns. Hawaii. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, we do have a podcast network. Uh, on the podcast, we have the Prodigal Sons podcast, which you can find at prodigalsonspodcast.com. We have Dad's Directions, which you can find that, that's hosted by... 
Brian and and Leonard, <laughs> and there are two guys <laughs> trying to find the foibles of being a dad. Um, yeah, talking... you got to read this in voices. Oh, Nobody really? Watched if you don't use your voices. That's true. Audience. I I don't know. It's like I'm like you know it's like I'm a cat, but. Um, <laughs> and then long. there's there's a uh, long box heroes, which is hosted by Leonard next week. Ugh. I yeah I forgot them. He called me out on it. It's about it's two guys talk to comic books. And then there's Podvocacy. I was also called out because apparently my my uh, shout out for Podvocacy was was uh, a little too sarcastic. Even though I did apologize on the show when I did it. So I like that your apology right now is it's kind of sarcastic. Also, Ugh. yeah, yeah. This is a sarcastic apology. Ugh, Podvocacy. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, you can Classic. find it at podvocacy.com. Uh. I mean, any any uh, any press is good press or whatever, right? That's true. Any press is good press. I just like that we're getting called out and not calling out things. I mean, that's paying attention. That's someone paying attention. That is true. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, at Fresh and Par. Just search Fresh and Parlance in Google. Or com. We're trying and, to update the site. Well, so you can go. You can do our uh, our Amazon portal, like which we haven't set up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away my ideas. It's not giving away. We're doing it. We're gonna have a Kickstarter using your little Arduino things, and yeah. we're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have like a Amazon page. Doing all of it. All of it. I'm more excited about the Kickstarter now. Oh, another thing you could make with that thing is basically those uh. Those Amazon buttons that came out, which are pretty cool, where you just put the button next to like the thing that you reorder, like uh, detergent, which was one of their examples, and you press the button and it orders it, uh, reorders it on Amazon for you. I saw a uh, a article today that said, or yesterday that said, no, Amazon buttons are not an April Fool's joke. I know, no, yeah, no. right, because that yeah. totally seemed like it, but it's, they're legit, man. So, um, so that's about it. Like I said, check out our, our friendly podcast neighbors and uh, go to our website. Leave a comment wherever They're you want. They're out of sugar, though, I mean, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. The only sugar you're going to find is right here every Thursday, live <laughs> at sprinkle, 9 Sprinkle, p.m. sprinkle, sprinkle, <laughs> We are We are the sugar and spice of this network. They are, the, they are the paprika and cumin. So if you like, if you like spices, then you're in the right network. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, right, spices up a notch with the spice weasel. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like now we're now we're just we're just stretching here. Yeah. So uh, that's about it. Uh, this, right. is, this is uh, Parland saying, "Get your freak off." And this is Fresher Sand. Later, taters. Woo!